here at Good Times Great Movies, we often forget to thank our network, the 25th Frame. Uh, and it, it's a shame. It's it's one of those things where we often forget to self-promote and, and certainly to promote the, the network that holds our show or hosts our show. So we do just want to thank everybody there and encourage everyone who might not check out some of the other shows on the network to go over to the 25th frame and specifically to check out a podcast called The Complete Podcast. In every quote-unquote season of that show, the hosts go through a director's entire filmography. Stanley Kubrick, Elaine May, and they are currently discussing Kieślowski. So I would say, I mean, for those of you that aren't big, let's say, foreign film heads, go in and check out what they did regarding Elaine May, someone who is a wonderful director um, whose films do not get the attention that they probably deserve. We're all pretty familiar with Kubrick, and, and all of those episodes are absolutely wonderful. So check out all that stuff. I mean, it, it's a podcast that talks about The Shining and Ishtar as well as the complete Decalogue. I mean, where else are you going to get that sort of discussion on the show? Uh, if you're new to it, again, maybe check out the Kubrick episodes and, and films that you are familiar with. If you really, really just want to get in, in based on our show, I did co-host uh, the episode on Full Metal Jacket, so maybe just check that out. But it's well worth your time. They dive in, they dissect it, they do the type of analysis and and the type of intelligent analysis that Jamie and I do not do. So if you're looking for more of that in your life, check out the complete podcast, part of the 25th frame network. You may end up discovering something that you really like. Oh, 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 Mary Sly's giving Jamie. Yep. Let's go watch Nighthawks. Welcome to another episode of Good Times, Great Movies. Here you are, here we all are, to discuss a movie, a gem of a movie, from the very early 80s. We did come together to discuss these movies, myself, Jamie Lorello, and my partner in crime, <laughs> Detective D.P. McCambridge, who's got a very delicate, although you have, I see, I'm seeing your winter beard, oh, and yeah, you would be the Stallone. I would be the pretty Billy D. Williams then, who doesn't even <laughs> want to get his face scratched up. Yeah, you don't have a you don't have a beard to deflect knives. <laughs> the way they are terrible police. Just terrible police. Like Billy D. Williams should not have been cut in the face because Rucker Hour's hiding behind a corner. Like <laughs> he's so goofy. And Rucker he carries just knives on him. He just always has one available in his back pocket because sometimes those, what kind of gun is that? That's not quite, well, that one point there is a machine gun, but he carries around a little like, um, 
like a, I don't want to call it a laser gun because it's not a laser gun. <laughs> Wait, a laser? Did we watch the same movie? <laughs> no. What kind of gun? I, I don't know. I'm not gun friendly. Are, the are one, we talking the, like, about the gun when he had a beard and glasses or was this after that? <laughs> was this after the plastic surgeon shaved him and gave him contacts? And went, How about that transformation? Huh? How about that transformation? <laughs> <laughs> He's going oh. to look very different. Uh, oh, you want to look like a different person? Well, you just have a beard glued on your face. If you just <laughs> took this off, you'd look completely different. I love how he's like, I want to look beautiful. Yeah. It's like Rutger Hauer beautiful? Is that where we're going with this? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> before we get into it, although we're already into it. You can't help it. Yeah. If you're listening to this. When it comes out, the Friday it comes out, patrons. So if you're not a patron, you might want to go to patreon.com slash good times great movies because you could have had it by the Monday. Yeah. Two you days. You could have had it earlier. In yeah. two days, patrons are going to be able to listen to us talk about the 1984 TV special <laughs> called A Christmas Dream. <laughs> and who We're going to make dreams. Sorry. It's starring <laughs> Mr. T and Emmanuel Lewis. <laughs> Mr. T and Webster. Oh. I don't, I read the synopsis very quickly. Mr. T plays Santa Claus. So I oh. cannot wait to see what this is all about. It's a totally titular movie for me. It is a Christmas dream to just have those two actors <laughs> okay. together. It's going to be awesome. And patrons will also, on Christmas Eve, we put out an episode every Christmas Eve. Yeah, and it's also sorry. on a TV, a cartoon special. And this year, it's a Garfield Christmas. It's a nice one. Which I think we've talked about is both yours and my uh, favorite Christmas special. I don't know about you. I'm going to curl up with a cup of hot cocoa and relive my childhood when we watch that. I, I can't, can't wait. wait. They go to a farm. I think it's John's cousin or somebody. <laughs> I think he's mentally deficient. Or I'm not. I, I can barely remember it, but I enjoyed it so much as a kid. It was always my favorite one to watch. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure Garfield has some lasagna. If he doesn't, I'm turning it off. <laughs> But all of that is in the future, because in the present... Mm, we have a present in the present. We have a present in the present because it's Sly's giving. That's right. Oh, it's the gift that keeps on giving, because my plan in Sly's giving, and I went through Sly's filmography, was we were going to alternate and do Sly with guns, Sly mm -hmm. with no guns. And mm -hmm. I think it it kind of evens out. There's some Rambos, but there's also some Rockies. And there's some rhinestones. There's some rhinestones. <laughs> there's some Nighthawks. There's yeah. some arm wrestling movies. Like, oh, yeah. There's enough where I think we can go back and forth. And my thought was... Okay. It'll be a fun dance. Well, well, my initial thought was, okay, fine. There's going to be movies where he's running around and he's yeah. shooting people and it's crazy nonsense. And then there's going to be really funny ones. I wasn't sure how much <laughs> they'd overlap. But after watching <laughs> Cobra and Nighthawks, I realized that that gun and no gun Venn diagram is almost <laughs> complete. Two circles that are almost overlapping completely. It's magnificent. And and a, and a surprise, because you go into a movie like right. Nighthawks, and you don't expect 
to, like you said, laugh as heartily. I, I don't know that they yeah. expected it either. No, I don't <laughs> but... know. No. What I laughed at in this movie was not intentional because <laughs> the intentional laughs from this quote unquote buddy cop movie where mm. I just assume Billy D and Sly are just ad libbing. Yeah, they didn't read any kind of script. It's no. It's not funny. I mean their their interactions while they're supposed to be funny are not entertaining, not amusing. I it sounded clunky and stupid. All the stuff that was supposed to be serious was very funny. <laughs> so it's Nighthawks from 1981. It had two directors, but mm -hmm. in cast interviews, they basically said, Stallone directed this movie. Oh. And did all his sense. own stunts. Was he on that winch going up? To yeah, was he on there? Thing? I don't know about he that. He was. He was. Really? I mean, at least that's what he says, and that's what Billy D corroborated that in an interview. And now, was it really him? Because, like, in the kitchen at the end there, that's a lady at first. That's well, not <laughs> So, you're saying maybe he did his own stunts. <laughs> but in every instance where you see him, sometimes it's a nurse and sometimes it's Lindsay Wagner. <laughs> that nurse did not have a beard, right? No. Until she took no. her hat off, then she had a beard. Like and it was a woman was at first, up. right? Yes, like, that's clearly. what I'm saying. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it was like a man, and it was not just any man. It was Stallone. And then when he has to chase that robber in the nurse's outfit, it's my favorite. I was He's like, oh, this movie's going to be white so good. Nurse shoes running around. Oh, my God. All right. So so the basic plot of the movie is Sylvester Stallone and Billy D. Williams are police officers. Yep. But they're undercover, right? Isn't that their new assignment? Yeah, they're undercover. And eventually there is a terrorist bomber uh, played, guy, played by Rutger Hauer who they have to um, chase down or go after, I guess. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the easiest, most basic plot synopsis to this movie. Yeah, but he's <clears throat> he's a crazy man. Wolf. I thought his name was Wolf Gang, but I think it's Wolf Gur. It's Wolf in the Gur, movie? which is <laughs> which is tough to say. Yeah. And also, I don't know why he's doing anything he's doing in this movie. Like, I don't. He's just angry, and who's he keeps trying to impress somebody who he thinks should be ordering these. Like a hits, don't know, but they're not. So he's just like a crazy terrorist who's really only terrorizing. He does make some sort of like manifest, some kind of statement at the end <laughs> when he takes those people hostage on that tram thing. <laughs> That's my favorite too. <laughs> when Stallone is hoisted up on that thing, so fucking slow, so slow. And we watch his, it his... like in real time. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing here? Coming up through the floor of the tram. Oh. And he's just hanging there the whole time. They're having a lengthy conversation. And then finally pushes the button. I'm like, oh, Sloan was just hanging there the whole time? He wasn't even standing. He was just <laughs> levitating. And why did he send that baby down? What was that all about? There's no point to any of that. Oh, my God. This movie. Okay, so the way this movie opens 
First of all, the First music all, the in this credits, movie, the, yeah, the, the funky, the lengthy, music. funky, can't stop the music credit <laughs> sequence of this. I was like, this is the funkiest of cop movies. <laughs> and yeah. it goes on. I clogged it three minutes before we get anything. Really? Yes. And it's just credits. It's not any kind of like scenes of the city or the crime. It's uh-uh. just black with red letters. <laughs> it's black with credits. And it is it is quite well. And if I don't know why for this particular movie, I noticed that the majority of all of the workers, all of the cast, it was all men. It was all men. There was maybe a handful of ladies' names. And I don't know that I've ever noticed that in any of our movies before, but for some reason, maybe because the credits were just the credits. And I'll, I, I noticed that. I mean, this is a this is a cop <laughs> movie, also. So sure, of the early '80s. Well, yeah, you're gonna get that. Yeah, because there's Lindsay Wagner, and then the female bad guy. Who yeah. I was like, what is this? When that recording plays, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't get that out. either. Why does she start to that. run away? What what is? <laughs> it's like one minute recording of hit of of Wolfgang talking shit about her and instantly it just, it throws her. And it, it is so weird. His plan at the end of this movie is at best confusing and at worst <laughs> nonsense that would never do anything. Like why she didn't just go turn that off is beyond me. Yeah. Yeah. Or just know they're so like amazing terrorists. Wouldn't she know that that was part of the thing is to get in her head about that. And he literally, it's like a line. It's not like this forever. It's not like her. I don't know. It's, it's just like strange. her name. It's just like yeah. female terrorist. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Was born in Turkey. And she's like, ah, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> no, it's him. It's the Wolfgang guy saying, I think that's what it's a recording of, right? But all he's saying is, is she's a spoiled bitch. And all of a sudden she's like, nah. She's like, no, how could you say that about me? Yeah. I've been nothing but professional in this whole movie and now I lost it. Uh-huh. So we see a nurse, a nerdy nurse in glasses. She wanders onto like the set of the warriors. Like She's <laughs> confronted by Wait. gang members. First of all, though, our date we're given is December 31st. Why are we York given City. dates? Why are we given dates? And why on New Year's Eve is nothing happening in this yeah, That's city? what I thought. <laughs> in I New like, York December City. December 31st and this sad little nurse is... <laughs> Got no one to celebrate the new year with. There, the thing that this made me realize is apparently in the 1980s, New York City, nobody lived there. Nobody worked there. <laughs> nobody was ever there. Rucker Howard is blowing up abandoned buildings for yeah. no reason. <laughs> Just to prove it's like he's like a peacock. <laughs> the cops were even like, yeah. why didn't he blow up a building with people in it? Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to send a message. I'm like, the bigger message would be murdering a bunch of people. <laughs> That's a huge message. I don't know if the terrorist is aware of that. But. Right. He's not a good terrorist. <laughs> this poor nurse, again, gang members are about to accost this. Like they bring out knives an and they're like, oh, yeah, you're in big trouble now, lady. And she's looking from side to side, like, what is she going to do? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly the wig comes off. The little oh, nurse's man. hat comes off, and it's a bearded Stallone <laughs> looking amazing. I have to say, oh, yeah. he looks amazing looks so in this good. movie. He looks so good with the with the beard when he's got the hat and the leather jacket on. It's prime Stallone. It's prime. I got to tell you, 
the outfits in this movie, I am all about it. I yeah, want, you are. I want every you jacket. A I want every jacket they're wearing in this movie. When Stallone later is wearing a, and I have it written down, he's wearing like a black leather jacket with like a Newsies. He's got a Newsies yeah. hat yep. in it, and mm-hmm. like a Bill Cosby zip-up sweater underneath yep. that thing, and underneath that is a camouflage shirt and an undershirt. <laughs> <laughs> crazy billy d williams at one point has like flared golfer pants on <laughs> he's got the he's got a popped collar at one point billy d that's so out of control i want to be a 1979 police officer in new york these guys are looking they're amazing yeah they're fashionable that's for dang sure oh my god we uncovered that it's a stallone is the nurse so he chases the one guy down and now we get the pleasure of watching stallone run in nurse's shoes and a nurse's outfit a skirt and chase this guy yes. long buttony skirt shirts what would you yeah. call those what do you call them a, a skirt. Like a, like a, you know, a long like a, dress? I guess it's a dress, right? There you go. There you go. <laughs> I got it. All right. He's wearing one of those and running after. And then when he catches this guy up on top of this uh, uh, subway platform, I think, he ropes him in. Did you see how he gets him? Oh, yeah, yeah, because he, like, takes off the nurse's belt or yes! something. He's, like, whipping her around. He's like, come on, come on, come get me. Because the guy has a knife and Stallone has nothing, apparently. Yeah, In not the meantime, Billy D. Williams, I don't know, jumps out of the shadows and takes care of the other yep. guy. Billy D. Williams is just second. He's just like, secondary. He, he's yeah. just there. He spends a he's long time in a tower pretty. talking on the phone to With Rutger a baseball Howard cap, later. yeah. The baseball cap and some weird prosthetics glued onto the side of his face. No, no, that's so funny because the bandage. It looks ridiculous. It's a bandage first, a ridiculous looking chin bandage Mm -hmm. in one scene. And then in the following scene, same day, it's just a scar with like butterfly stitches. Yep, it's butterfly stitches, but it almost looks like he's near a blinded window and it's just the light coming. Glaring. Yeah, you're like, is it? Are you healing? Okay, what's happening to your chin? It's basically treated as a life and death situation. And five minutes later, he's like, I'm fine. I don't know what the big deal is. Yeah. Everything's good. What? It's just my face. So Stallone beats this dude up. Mm -hmm. And this is. Drags him back. Mm -hmm. Two times in my notes, I wrote, Is this a comedy? And (laughs) this was the first time. Then the entire movie goes on. And at the very end, I wrote, was this a comedy? <laughs> it's a nice, it's a nice bookend. It really is. It's nice. We go to London same day, December thirty first. We go to London same day, but then I was like, "Well, wait, that's not how time zones work." And I was like, "Well, should, it's the day before. It's or is it later? Oh, was it like that. midnight? Yeah. Like I couldn't figure out." But none of the also, none of the dates matter at all. Mm-mm. At one point, they just drop it. And it's within the first 20 minutes where they're just like, I don't know. I guess we're done with dates yeah, now. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They'll figure it, it out. Oh, it's no. still cold. It's snowing in, in the one scene when you walk into their house. Right. Oh, they're all in New York now. Who cares what day it is? Doesn't yeah, exactly. Right? It didn't matter that it was December 31st. That's New Year's. You would think there would be a lot of people with like. You would think something. Yeah. You would think it means anything, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Because now but, we're in London. 
Yeah. With a British Rutger Hauer? A bearded Hauer? Brit. A bearded Brit is what I wrote down. A bearded Brit, Rutger Hauer, and Stallone. They have the same stylist. Their beards are pretty much the same. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, when we first see him, I'm like, oh, so are we, they going to show us, like, the international version of, Oh, like, my God. And then they have to team up against, yeah. I don't know, Crooked Cop Billy D. Yeah. Give me that movie. <laughs> That's a Nighthawk. Yeah, but 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 we find out quickly that he's not the same. Right. Because he makes fighter. it very obvious that he's going to blow up this store by <laughs> kicking the bomb under the table or the desk <laughs> the or whatever, the desk, counter. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. He sniffs the girl at the counter. I don't like Creepy. it. Creepy. He's totally creepy. And like she's it. not into it at all. No, she's totally. She's like, you are. And you're sweating for some reason, my friend. And I don't know why you're talking to me so creepily. Again, he's yeah. a bad terrorist. <laughs> yeah. He's sweating. He's nervous. He's not acting like a normal human being by sniffing her. No. And then he orders his perfume but says he'll be right back. Oh, yeah. I'll be right back for it. And then mm-hmm. I love how he walks across the street and calls the newspaper from the scene of the crime. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not sl- he's not shy about it. No. He's proud when he does these things that he wants them to know. He also says that it was... I, when we start out, you get the sense that he's working for someone. But he blows that up right away. That doesn't work out for him. I thought he was working with someone the whole time. And even at the end when he's like, these are the people I need you to set free. I was like, oh, he's got a purpose for this? But I don't know. Was he just saying names? I don't even know that that matters at all. I don't think it did. But anyway, in the background when he's on the phone with the press, like the whole store blows up. Mm -hmm. And then it's January 4th. (laughs) 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 All right. We're past the holidays. Uh, Okay. All right. We're into January. Yeah. Back in New York, and oh, Sly Stallone and Billy D, they're they're running up a fire escape, being cool cops. They got two shotguns and everything. Did you see the fact that after they climb up these uh the fire escape, they get to the roof and high five each other? Like I can't. No, I didn't notice the high five. That's awesome. <laughs> I wish I noticed that. That's awesome. They bust in on, I think, a drug ring where an eight-year-old is working. Yeah, <laughs> what very is this tiny, kid doing very there? small child is there. But that child, for some reason, there's a nice heart-to-heart that goes nowhere, but happens between Billy D and the kid. Well, Billy D um, loses his mind. He's gonna, he's gonna shoot this guy, and then he looks at a child, and I guess sees himself in this child's eyes. I, I think guess that's I what don't it was. know. I think I don't know. We don't get enough history on. Well, the guy, the one guy, drug dealer guy, uh, is trying to make a deal with the cops. Like, I'll pay you off. Right. Yeah. yeah. I already paid off these guys. How much more do you guys possibly want? But these aren't crooked cops. These are the best cops on the NYPD. What is it? Fox and De Silva. And DeSilva? Sure. Right? I don't yeah, mind. I don't names. mind those names. Those are good names. Those are good no, they are. cop They're names. They're good cop names. I agree. Yep. I agree. Um, you want to name Billy D. Williams Fox in a movie where he looks like a stone fox? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what is De Silva's first name? Uh, oh, I don't know. Probably strange. like Frank or something. No, it's a strange name because she calls and Deke. Deke is his name. Deke? What? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember that at all. Yeah, she calls him Deke a few times. Only, only, uh, I was, um, 
I, I have her down as the bionic woman because that's what right, right, exactly. is to me. But only the bionic woman calls Stallone. Sometimes in my notes, it's just Stallone, Billy D, and the bionic woman. Well, the, Although the poor, she's not in it very the often. The poor bionic woman is given nothing to do in this movie. I thought she was going to have some sort of role even in Even at the end, I thought she's going to start to kick his ass and then Stallone's going to come in. But right. they didn't even let her have that's, that. They didn't even let her walk out out of the building at the end onto the steps and like put her arm around Stallone. No, Who no. knows where she is? And also no. my other question is, was that Stallone walking into that place in a fur coat then too? <laughs> <laughs> then I was like, was she even there? Was his wife even there at yeah. all? I know, because wouldn't you have liked to see her then come out? And yes, I agree. To but be it's like, just oh. Stallone sitting on the steps by a corpse as credits roll. Yep. Yep, without her ever even. Without and boy, her. what a change of heart she has. Like, first she's not into it, it's over, we're not having it. And then she's down for dinner. She's, she's just, down for dinner. I like yeah. later how he's like, uh, listen, um, I'm just giving you a call just in case, you know, just don't bring any strange men. Home. But that's what turns her. That's when she's like, oh, maybe we should go to dinner. He must really care about me because yeah. uh, all I'm doing is bringing strange men home. <laughs> but also, I'm very confused about her story, too, because now Billy D and Sly go to Ann Taylor for some reason. <laughs> That's where she works. They just take time out of their day to go to <laughs> Ann Taylor. And she appears to be a designer. Yeah. But Stallone walks in on a conversation between her and her boss where her boss appears to be pimping her out to Chinese businessmen, businessmen <laughs> where he's like, just go out to dinner. Just show them a night on the town. I've got these uh, Chinese businessmen coming in. I'm like, isn't she And she's totally like, put out. She's like, oh. She's like, oh, not again. I, I don't know if I should really do this. <laughs> what? What is this job? She does have some sweet high-waisted pants that she wears. Oh, well, scene. of course. I mean... Uh, I was watching this going, does Ann Taylor make men's clothes? Did they make all of Sly and Billy Dee's outfits too for this movie? Is that why we're in an Ann Taylor? Maybe, maybe. And we're shown the, oh, we're shown the interior. I mean, the camera just hangs on that staircase. We got to know goes up. where we are. Yeah. But he takes her out on like, a, I don't know, the, another fire escape, I think, yep, to talk to yep. her. Uh, yeah. And we find out that they are... Um, they were married, right? They were married. They're separated, it seems like. Not really divorced quite yet. He still wears a ring. Yeah. Well, and one of her concerns, too, is she doesn't like his job, his line of work. And that's a big thing she wants him to change, right? Yeah, because this mm -hmm. is when he's wearing those layers of... Oh, here it is. Here it is. Undershirt, Hawaiian shirt, ugly cardigan with a southwestern <laughs> pattern, and a black leather jacket with a newsies cap on in the shoulder. And her line to him is, why are you dressed like that? And... And my thought was, why would you ask him that? He looks yeah, amazing. Yeah, he looks great. Why don't you just say you look great, babe? Right. Yeah, how come that outfit alone doesn't get him a date, dinner date, right? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And anyway. those sweet lady glasses. I know that they're like, what is it, Serpico? Isn't that the movie? Oh, that, he like. Yeah, it's that I, look. Yeah, it but, was like, uh, let's make Sly look like Serpico. Or Sly came in like that one day and was like, this is what I'm doing. This, this I'm a cop. I'm He's a cop. This is what's ha happening. I yeah. got the beard. I got the glasses. And I assume Billy D showed up in a beard. And Sly was like, mm -mm, that's coming mm -hmm. off, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made Rutger Howard shoot a few scenes and then shave his. You're <laughs> up before we even start filming. Yep. 
But I say nay. I'm I'm the bearded man in this Nighthawk film. When we're back in London and Rutger Hauer is at a funky hippie party, I was oh like, yeah. crazy! He's wearing an acoustic guitar on his back. And how does he get in like these? I don't although know. I guess, like, how does he know these people? Well, it does say that part of his history is he likes to hang out. Oh, he, he well, he likes women. He, he yeah. just you know he likes yeah. women and and he can trick them into you know he's. He's Rutger Hauer, I guess, no. is what we're supposed to believe. All right. But it is a scene that doesn't make sense for Rutger Hauer to be in. Mm-hmm. Like, no. It's a bunch of teenagers and old man Rutger Hauer dressed like a college professor. <laughs> it's true. He looks ridiculous. And then some shady guy comes waltzing into this party. Oh, talk about sweaty. This guy's yeah. sweating all over the place. And of course he would be a friend, right? Or... Not really a friend. Well, yeah, because because Rucker Howard's like, hey man, what are you doing here? You were supposed mm-hmm. to get out, and he's like, uh, yeah, um, I was gonna leave. And Rucker Howard's like, uh, I heard they caught you at the airport. Oh uh, yeah, but I didn't uh, say anything about you. And he <laughs> looks out the window, and there's cops out there, and they're coming for him. Yeah, but he walks out. Rucker Howard walks out of this hippie party. And he blows away like three cops and then mm-hmm. shoots this guy. The party is not interrupted at all. Nobody hears anything. <laughs> they're still having a great time behind well, this door. They're stoned and listening to music. They don't know. Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, that's I what's understand. happening. He shoots the one guy through his guitar, right? Doesn't he like go? Yes, yeah, he walks yeah. out. <laughs> his guitar and he's got like an Uzi I don't know where he was hiding yeah this that's on what him. I mean like what are these weapons that he has and what about the suitcase full of grenades that he brings to that oh, one girl's house my God. his evidence <laughs> his evidence suitcase that she just stumbles upon and she's like what is this he does leave a lot behind because even then when they try go back to her apartment after that happens and they just so happened to find there was a paper that had the, a map with the circle of the hotel that he's going to blow up. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. He's so sloppy. <laughs> he left this. And I'm sure Sly's like, he left it for us on purpose. He wants us to know what he's doing. <laughs> I'm starting to think like I'm him. <laughs> starting to think like him. But if I got to take the shot, I don't think I can take the shot. <laughs> I can't take I'm the shot. I'm not a maniac like my partner, Billy D. <laughs> he was about you? to blow that guy's head off and then he saw a little kid. It is pretty good Stallone. Eh, I don't know. Because he's not very Stallone in this. He doesn't talk that much. Well, and but boy, you you kind of got him. He's not as Stallone. He's subdued. In this. Yeah, yes, he is. right. Mm-hmm. No. He doesn't have like the, the cockeyed sideways mouth yelling. He has it movie. in moments. There's moments when he does. Like when Billy D gets cut. He gets a little <laughs> <laughs> He goes. He goes 100% Stallone <laughs> in that moment. And I like how Billy D is just like, just chase him. Yeah. Keep, keep going after him. Why are you still? I'm going to kill you, you son of a bitch. And I thought Billy D was done for. I thought he got him in the jugular. And I was like, Billy yeah. D's done for. And then, yeah. nope, he just has a little scar on his I was chin. watching. And I was like, he's barely bleeding. Yeah. Like, shouldn't there just be blood everywhere? <laughs> and I was thought thought we'd going to see like, <clears throat> like Billy D choke right? out. Yes. That's yeah. how this movie works. His partner dies. And then he he's has gotta to He's got to avenge the revenge. death. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because he makes it very clear. He's not a killer. He's not a murderer. So he needs something. To get him to the point where he would then shoot Rutger right. Hauer. Well, just just a scratch on his partner's face <laughs> will make that happen. 
<laughs> Why Rutger Howard, like world famous terrorist at the end, has such a vendetta where he has yeah, to go after his ex wife? I was like, dude, you got away. Just leave the country. Just, what are well, you doing? Well, I think because if I have to read into this movie, I Please think do. because De Silva or Stallone um, has can read Wolfgang's mind now. So that's why he needs him dead because the more oh, because like he, he'll he'll always be yes, one step ahead of him from yes. now on. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I'm buying it. All I right. love it. There. Uh, there you go. Suddenly we're in Paris. There we are. And it's January 9th. Yeah, for just no in reason. case, maybe we want to know that a week went by. Just a week. <laughs> yeah. We're and, like oh oh five days later this happened. That's yeah. important. So we see a woman in a beret. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes to an old church where she meets with Rutger Hauer in a confessional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's needlessly complicated because even she's like, "Why are we here? Yeah, this is the weirdest place." Yeah, to why? Meet. It's right next to the police station. It's not a good place. Um, but and and this is where we kind of find out that he's going rogue now. Like, I guess he was a part of like taking yeah. assignments from someone, but now he screwed himself because when he killed those other people they had his passport and now yeah, his everyone partner had his passport yeah. on him so now everyone knows who he is and what he looks like they know what he looks like and he's got to change that yeah yeah so this is this is where she can come in and help right exactly oh oh but... not before we get a little peek back <laughs> in that's right is this what they try to these do the two, undercover these two are terrible <laughs> cops they're under it appears that they're where the um the pigeon lady is in Home Alone 2. It's Central Park, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's where it was, Central yeah. Park. You know, that big landmark in uh, <laughs> New York City or where the pigeon lady. Anytime to reference Home Alone. Yep, anytime. Home Alone 2, not very good. I don't no, like it. No, All right. not the same. So they're having a midday, I guess, drug deal <laughs> or something. <laughs> But it gets interrupted. They're so ready. Again, looking so stylish because that's Those how drug dealers just look. Drive up. <laughs> they just drive up. And then it's just ad me. Fuck you, you fuck. No, no, no. We you were doing show. this and you came in there. Ah, fuck you. You think you're so good. No, no, no. We're the best cops of No, no. And I was just like, nobody has actual dialogue here. This is no. all just mm-hmm. shouting. Uh, it says scream and yell in the script. And that's what these guys are doing. <laughs> but they're pulled off of this because they're you know they have to go to an important meeting with their boss or oh their boss is a jerk their boss is an angry guy who just yells at them and they're getting put on a new assignment and it's this foreign assignment to track down this but they're at first they're very unhappy about it and their boss is just like you're the cops and I just tell you the job. You don't have any say, right? Like It is such a bad, it's a, it's a terrible, like, bad cop, like, cop boss or whatever you call yeah. them, lieutenant or some nonsense where this guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah I've seen one of these movies before. I know how to act. I know how to yeah. overreact yeah. from the jump for no reason. <laughs> but in the meantime... Rutger Hauer shows up to a plastic surgeon. And when he says he wants a new face, I was like, oh, please let this turn into like a face-off thing where suddenly he turns yes! around and he's Stallone. And I was like, oh my God. We well, have that would have been magical. Stallone? That would have been so magical. Like Stallone without the beard versus Stallone with oh, the beard. Jamie, don't yeah. give me ideas for a movie that I'm going to send Stallone right now after we're done. <laughs> 
would have yeah, been so his, good. Yeah, because the, the doctor's like, oh, I can do this for you and I can do this. And his only request is, I want to be beautiful. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> And With blue just, eyes and yep, and like a we shorter said, nose. just removing that beard. Yep, and taking off those glasses and brushing the hair into a back back way instead of yeah. forward brush. Yeah, just a, back, a different hairstyle. No, just not a different cutting hairstyle. It at all. No, and and that's enough to say go to America and find your new terrorist life. Yeah. Also, this police chief, I think he might be drunk this day because he is slurring his lines <laughs> in this scene. <laughs> It's because he's so angry and reactionary. I guess yeah. so. I guess so. Mm -hmm. So they are on uh, a new terrorist unit. Yes. And they're being briefed by some old British man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're just they're just acting like a couple of knuckleheads. They're just elbowing each other. For some reason, uh, Billy Dee Williams has a joy buzzer for no reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he shakes his hand. What is that? Why? Why? To show I, how goofy they are at times? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I have their silly doing handshakes. Oh, they're so they're, silly. Yeah. Like just, just elbowing and poking each other yeah. with this angry lieutenant standing right next to him telling him to basically shut up and sit yeah, he's still. Yeah, trying to make him take him seriously and they're, they're not yeah. quite. They're and not nothing quite. makes sense either because at one point Stallone's like, yeah, why, why do you know that he's in the city here? And the British guy's like, because he wants press coverage. I'm like, whoa, whoa, hold on. You are taking a leap here with this. Out of all the places around the world mm -hmm. he could go, mm -hmm. this is where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. He'll be here. Let's just wait and we'll find him. Mm -hmm. And they're right. Now, when they put this team together, did you know, Did you notice that uh, in this room when they're all getting trained, there is one lady there. She's sitting at the table with the... Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't, but nothing comes of it. And they never, they never, well, when they're at that one fancy dinner, it's like a team. When they all have those giant walkie talkies. Yeah, it's a large team of people, yeah. but it's really just the Sly and Billy yeah. D show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Exactly. They never call for backup. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever really shows up to help them or does anything. No, no. So they're, they've established their team, and now we've got some some eyes on Wolfgang, and Wolfgang is what I'm going to call him, even though it's not his name, Don't in the it. States at an American oh. nightclub. Um, this smash cut to from a from a police briefing to I don't know Studio Fifty Four yep, yep. is jarring. What a club! What a and also just like the hippie party now, Rucker Howard does not fit in. No, he looks like a totally creepy. Like he's just totally he's creepy. in a suit. Yep. and everybody else is in sparkly, flowy getups, uh -huh. dancing, and he's just dour, sitting at a table uh -huh. by himself. Spots a lady. He knows he could. She could be, he brings a bottle of champagne over to her. And then it's weird because is it like the next day or maybe it's like the early morning, the next morning where they're talking and she's asking him what he does for a living. And he says, I'm a terrorist. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and a lady killer. Yes. And she just laughs. But it's not even the weirdest thing he says. They're standing under a giant ABC logo and he goes, is this the news? <laughs> What? Wait a second. You're painting yourself as a worldly intellectual. And he's like, this is where the news is made here? <laughs> All right. Okay. And he's already living with her. Like, he's yeah. already there. It he is moves a, right He in. moves very mm -hmm. quickly. And she's a stewardess, we yeah. should say. So she travels a lot. 
So at one she point, does. she's gone. She won't be back. There's a note. She's gone. He's got free reign of this yep. apartment. Yep. And that's when he gets to just look over his grenades and get ready for his next bombing. His wooden grenade box, which seems very dangerous. And how There's did no... you get that on an airplane? How'd you travel with that? I know that the laws were lax back in the 80s, but still. There's no padding in this. They're just rattling around, <laughs> yeah. I guess. How are pins not falling out and no, things no. are exploding? Seems dangerous seems dangerous it's just a box full of weapons it's guns grenades yep and it's his and it's in her closet this is when he uh blows up several buildings in a neighborhood that Mm -hmm. are abandoned Mm -hmm. fancy buildings he calls the press afterwards Mm -hmm. and billy d and sly for a long period of this movie they're in a classroom they're still in this classroom oh yeah they're still every time we go back to them i'm like oh if i did if they weren't wearing different clothes i would think all this happened on the same day well it's very intense training there's a lot for them to learn and sly is not taking it so seriously he's like what we're wasting our time here with these trainings when we could be out there actually looking for him so why are you but the the older british man is like it's very important and then he brings up shit about Stallone's ex-wife or or you know estranged wife and Stallone can't handle Stallone is hilarious because he's like why is he doing this what, what do we need to maybe we should figure <laughs> out why this guy's doing this and he's like he's a terrorist what does it matter and I'm like well, no that was a good question by Stallone like maybe you should look into this and even the British guy's like sometimes to combat violence you need more <laughs> violence I'm like this is horrible police work you should don't tell these 1979 New York City cops to use more violence. It's not a good, not a good motto to go for. I love it though when when um so he Stallone has this confrontation with this guy, this British training guy, because the guy brings up Stallone's, you know, wife and how well maybe you should, I don't know, and something about Stallone's past. Stallone was in a war, I guess it's, doesn't it's called Vietnam. It was a big war. <laughs> But it is. I just want to go back to when you say he brings up about his wife. He literally is like, "Yeah, maybe that's why your lo- wife left you. You lose." And Stallone like, oh like twitches God. and can't handle it though. But and so it's. I love it when Stallone he he sort of like just gets quiet and walks out and leaves, uh-huh. and then Billy D goes after him and comforts him and is. When they're having an emotional conversation in a stairwell at the police department, Billy D's like, "Come on, you just got to get over it. We could help these guys." You and me together. And you just got to know he's trying to get in your head. You got to be okay. It's like this is his first day on the force. I'm like, he seems like a seasoned professional. I don't know. Certain things set him off. Certain things set him off. But Billy D talks him back in and, and then... He like kind of becomes buddies with that guy. Like at the end, before he got uh, dies, they're gonna go out for Chinese together. They're What's best, that? About? They are best friends. They're best friends because he walks into his office, and this is after the Vietnam talk. And uh-huh. Stallone's even like, "What did you say about my wife? That was pretty mean." <laughs> and the British guy's like, "If I know about your wife, Rutger Hauer will." I'm like, why? Why would Rutger Hauer care about the random police that are chasing it him? It doesn't take him much either. That Russian lady or that lady friend of his is so good at getting information i don't know who her contacts are but she's incredible i i don't know i don't know but this is when um 
the flight attendant does stumble onto his cache oh, of weapons. Yeah. That he has just in her closet. What is she doing? Or what is he doing? Not her. It's her apartment. Yeah, and it's a huge. It's not even like, oh, this little bag that is under something and fell out. She stubs her toe on it because it's sticking out of her closet. And and at this point in the movie, I think it's important to point out that this flight attendant, whose name I don't even think we no, know. No, we don't. Probably, I'm going to say, has more screen time than the Bionic Woman. Yes! <laughs> Literally, she should be third or fourth build Bill, in this yes, movie. Yes, yes, I We're do spending agree. a lot of time with her, but she is killed now. And I felt kind of bad. I was like, oh, I kind of like the flight attendant. I know, but she's she's a Dunsies. But there's a lot of evidence left behind in her apartment. A ton of evidence. <laughs> the sloppiest international yeah. terrorist ever. <laughs> He should have just left a new picture of himself there. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm looking oh like my God. nowadays. We we have to talk about the fact that Stallone is constantly drawing <laughs> oh, a picture. Oh, you know what he's because <laughs> they show an old picture of him with a beard and uh -huh. the goofy glasses. Mm -hmm. So Stallone draws this continuously, is drawing it and reshaping it, redrawing yep. uh -huh. it. It's the same. There should be holes all in this paper. And later, and he on, carries club, it with and he's him. Like, what if I did this? What if I erased these glasses and the beard? The easiest things to get rid of. What about that guy over there? You think he looks like this? When they're in the club, the way Stallone is scanning the club. Oh, like, my God. He it? looks so obvious. I'm like, stop looking like cops. Like, get a drink. Bebop on over there. Don't stare him down well, then, as you walk like a robot. To him he just stares at him. The guy, he sees him in the club and he's dancing with some lady, his new victim, I guess. And Stallone spots him. Oh. He does that weird eraser thing, shows Billy D like, what if this guy looked like this? So erase this and this. And then he just stares him down and walks over. But they stare each other down for every time they're together. And Billy D too. Like both of them are just walking robotically toward him, staring at him the whole time. Like, this is terrible. You're undercover cops. What are you doing? Yeah, not being very <laughs> undercover, I'll tell you that. You can't even I... just dance on over or something like that. This movie would have been over. You would have caught him in no time. Right? But you're being a little too, little too oh not my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's what he says when he shows him the mugshot or the mugshot that he colors in. What, what would it look like if it looked like this? That's it standing over there. <laughs> and then they just go over to him and they stare. Oh, then he does, he, the guy shoots, right? He, he does kill somebody at the club. And yeah, then... Rucker Howard just opened fire, opens fire on these people. There's a chase. There's a lot of chases in this movie that go on for quite a while and don't really accomplish much. Mm -mm. This is a big, I mean, this is a big chase. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is the one on the subway then. Yes, right? exactly. They go we the go. Subway? They yeah. chase him through the darkened New York City streets and construction zones. Even the lady that takes, if he takes another hostage lady on, or a lady hostage on the train, she has more screen time, I think, than Lindsay. Yes, Wagner. this when he takes when he when he takes this woman hostage. So they chase him down a, a, a subway tunnel, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then he gets to a platform and he grabs this woman and puts a knife to her throat mm -hmm. and he hides behind a like a subway pillar and every now and then he pops out and then goes back and every time Stallone goes I got him I lost him the way I got him I lost him <laughs> this happens at least three times yeah, it's like this duck and weave that they keep it doing it's so yeah. terrible 
So he gets onto the train. Stallone and, and, and Billy D also get onto a train. So then they have a chase on the train, too. Oh, they, the train stops. He gets out. They chase him again. Mm -hmm. And, and again, this, oh, this, well. Go ahead. This dramatic stab, you mean? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah it's called a stabbing, sure. <laughs> it's a slice. It's a slice to Billy D's pretty face. You're fucking dead. I'll kill that motherfucker. <laughs> Just screaming. You're fucking dead. Just screaming it with those crooked lips when they go all stolen. Oh my god. He is cradling Billy D, as we said, like he is dying in his arms. And Billy D the whole time is like, get him. Go get him. Just go get well, him. Well, he does have the opportunity. Did we mention that how Stallone has this opportunity when he first takes this lady hostage to shoot Wolfgang? And he's kind of got him, but Stallone's clearly not confident that he won't kill the lady. And the whole time, Billy Dee's like, just shoot, just do it. And that's why the chase, part of the chase, it begins because. I mean, I think it's I think it's fair to say that Stallone is kind of responsible for all the innocent deaths in this movie. <laughs> like everyone who everyone who dies after he didn't get him at the club. It's kind of on Stallone. Well, and Billy Dee's there to remind him because later when he visits him in the hospital, <laughs> Billy Dee's like, you should have taken the shot. I you should have taken the shot. Why is my entire head bandaged? <laughs> all I have is a tiny cut on my cheek. Why is there all this? Yeah, he looks like a mummy. Awful. He's wrapped up like a mummy. And I was like, oh, that must have been really severe. And they show him later, nope, just a cut. He didn't even need real stitches. You're right. In the hospital, he's got this big like bandage all over his head. <laughs> they wheel him oh down. Like they wheel him down on a gurney and Stallone is next to it. Like, oh I it's like he's fighting for his life, but no, mm -mm. not at all. Mm -mm. He's barely injured. Mm -mm. He's all right. He's gonna make it. We're happy to say. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I thought I put Billy D is out with his jaw injury. Jaw injury, but then no. Billy D doesn't take long to come back for us. Oh, what is it? What's with Rutger Hauer's like secret, like basement? bodega? Yeah, I don't basement. know where he is. <laughs> he is. I, this is I think about. he is living underneath that one. I don't know. It's like a cave. Basement. He he's he's living under that store. Yeah, right? he's that... living in the basement of a bodega. Which I was like, why didn't he go there in the first place? Why do you have to get that stewardess involved yeah, in this? Yeah. Why is he trying to pick up more chicks at the same club where he got that original woman who he then murdered? That's right. dumb. That's on his bad part news. Too. Right. Well, that's how they go to the club originally. They're asking all these people, "Have you seen her? Have you seen her?" Yeah, they track him down to the club. But yeah, he so he meets with his little foreign lady friend. Oh, yeah, the beret lady shows yes. up. She's in America now. Mm -hmm. And he wants, he just wants the names. He wants all the names of the cops and the people that are, are hot on his trail. And she's good. She's She gets them for him. And <laughs> when he gets the names, I'm skipping a bit ahead. When he gets the names, when Wolfgang gets the names, there's just, it's a lot of smoking, a lot of cigarettes. He goes, I'm, does he say this? I'm already. I'm already. That's what I wrote down. I don't know. Right. Oh, you're talking about the scene where it does the camera pans down and there's like 800 yes. cigarettes in his ashtray. Yes. I don't know if he says I'm already, but 
<laughs> it is weird because she does, for some reason, have all the names of the people on this task force. Yeah. Like I, it just it doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. That's when we need almost a like a cobra level. Like oh, this woman who they thought was worth the only yeah. woman on the task force is like making shifty eyes and making phone calls. Yeah, in the yeah. Corner. That's when we need this, but we don't know how he gets all this information and why he targets in so much on Stallone's ex-wife and not i don't know maybe billy d has a kid yeah, i don't know, don't know but right. why yeah what about this british guy that's heading this whole thing although he does <laughs> yeah. take well, him out yeah yeah he finds yeah. out what he's yeah and what's that all about why do we ever hear anything like well there's this big meeting of dignitaries and no no that. no we just show up at a fancy party and i'm like what is happening in this the, movie now mm -hmm. And this is when we see, so this is when the movie starts getting a little silly and then even sillier to me, which. Wait, it starts? Yeah. Well, okay, go ahead. I mean, so this fancy museum party where, that we're just suddenly at, and there's parts of the movie when Stallone doesn't have the glasses on, but he does when he's at this. And I just can't, sometimes him and those glasses, it's really hard to not just smile. And then right after there's this him series with the glasses, you see Billy D with the chin patch. And I was like, <laughs> what? On oh, just the one side of his jaw. Then they're supposed to be, I thought, undercover, but then not. Because those walkie-talkies they tuck into are ginormous to oh. communicate with each other. Yeah. But they're all wearing suits. Like they're yeah, mm -hmm. they're talking on enormous walkie-talkies, but it's a black tie affair, mm -hmm. so they can't dress like cops, I right, guess. Right. And also this building is basically empty. Like that British guy's going up an escalator with nobody around for very miles. Few people, very what few is, people in it. Well, what is this event where just it's no a secured one's there? area? It's a secured area, which they're checking with, right? So this is when Stallone sees that they have that weird interaction, him and his the older British guy where he invites him to Chinese food. Oh my God. It's, it's so strange. Oh, after this, we can go get some Chinese food. He goes, food. are you hungry? Yeah. Well, maybe later we'll pick up Chinese together. And the, the British guy's like, who's paying? Well, I believe in age before <laughs> beauty. All right. Great. Now I know, now I know this British guy's dead. Like the moment he said that, I was like, oh, well now this guy's totally going to die because they didn't kill Billy D. They have to kill someone who's really close to yeah, Spot. Who's, who's they built a relationship with. So, yeah. and it happens, right? The, the, they're on the walkie talkie kind of flirty conversation about Chinese. And then uh, it's the lady on the Ellis escalator and she shoots him and then, gets away and now Stallone runs like clear across the museum <laughs> to go <laughs> to go see this this dead guy who now the cops are on him too and he's just screaming don't turn him over I guess no one wants to see him dead face up yeah. I don't know don't turn him over and then the the other cops are like let's search the place and Sly's like no he's already gone I'm beginning to know how he thinks. I'm beginning to know how this son of a bitch thinks. And I'm like, really? Yeah. First of all, that was the beret lady. Yeah. But also, how? How did this one thing how is this? make you understand Rutger Howard? It's the staring contest. That's what it is. And so It was the nightclub yeah. staring contest? Yeah. yeah. It's, all right. It's like it was a, it was like a telepathic connection that they had. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I because enjoy that later because it's the only way that any of this makes sense. Well, because then later, so now, <clears throat> so now this this terrorist is elevating things. This Wolfgang, and this is when he takes that tram that's oh over on God. its way to Roosevelt. What House is this island? Is it, Oh, is this this is a real thing in New York? I didn't even know they had something. I've like never this. been on it, but I it's taking them maybe to they, maybe they shut it down in nineteen eighty two. Just after they're like, this could get dangerous for those terrorists that might want to take people hostage. <laughs> right. um, they he's taken them he's taken this group hostage and now they're Billy D and Stallone are called in on it. And, well, um, I also love how this tram appears to be full of UN representatives yep. mm-hmm. with no mm-hmm. security at all. And a lady with a baby. <laughs> and a lady with right. They're all ambassadors from other countries and a woman with a baby. <laughs> and he's so creepy with the baby. Not only does he release it, but before that he's like fondling its hair and touching it all weird. Uh, it's but, a whole thing. So Stallone gets a helicopter. And now this is funny when the helicopter hovers like a bumblebee over <laughs> just right in front of them. Just and this is when Stallone again. So um now Wolfgang knows he's being watched, so he makes all of the, the passengers face the window uh-huh. and um Stallone in this helicopter just stares him down from the helicopter like the helicopter literally is just hovering next to the uh tram and stallone oh staring down wolfgang wolfgang staring at him I oh he kills a lady there, he kills a he lady. does yeah. and i did think this was a pretty funny line because wolfgang walks up to this guy who's like an ambassador for whatever and his wife's there and he talks to the wife and he's like Oh, so you must be his wife. And she's like, yes. And the ambassador turns around and goes, we didn't do anything. Yeah. And he looks at the woman and goes, you must be so proud. And just yeah. talks her over. <laughs> was it meant to be a joke? I wasn't sure, but it was pretty funny. And when he shoots this woman, she just drops her yeah. out of this trip. And, and we watch that body smack the river. And uh, Oh, yeah, that's, that's, how we, that's right. He yeah. just releases it down. And goodbye. And that's yeah. enough. I do like the line when, so now he's shot this one woman. Now he's really got their attention. So he's yes. negotiating the release of the infant for some reason. And he, when he's telling them that he'll let the infant go, he says, I want that bastard. And they go, uh-huh. what bastard? And Sloan goes, me. <laughs> and he even says that bastard. Yeah. <laughs> Because Billy D's like, dude, I'm going up. Yeah. I'm, I'm so good. I I'm love gonna take off babies. my yep. police issued baseball cap <laughs> and I'm going to get out of this little glass enclosed area and I'm gone my way. No, oh, all right. So I guess I'll do it. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'll just stay but here for the duration. He's always very worried. Like every time he's like, he's uh-huh. going to shoot him right when he gets up there. And when he goes on the bus, nope. he's going to shoot him right when he pulls up on the bus. Like. <laughs> Billy D has no faith at all that no. Stallone could protect himself. No, not at all. I also like how so Stallone has to ride up with this wind. He has to hook it to himself, mm-hmm. and he gets lifted up. And as we said earlier, it's all in real time. Like it's, <laughs> it's so, so awkward. This slow. movie on this tramp, this movie just grinds to a halt. Like if you if you were into all the action and everything, it's like, no, 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 let's slow down let's, here for a little let's, bit. Let's talk and about babies. Baby let's talk be about lowered. Them. It slides arms. <laughs> <laughs> and when oh, he gets man. up there, 
He makes Stallone say police are cowards <laughs> for some reason. He says, he's like, he brought no, the city say, to his knees. Police brought, are cowards. Police are cowards. And Stallone and he, says it, but he can't make eye contact nope, with anybody nope, when he nope. does. And this is again, because we as an audience are like, what the fuck is going on? What is happening? Stallone keeps saying he knows this guy. This is when it has to be like Rutger Howard's even like, we're not so different, you are. Yeah. I'm like, all right, okay, we get it. Okay, come yeah, on. Yeah, It would have been so, so good if it was Stallone versus Stallone. And Stallone doing oh an God. accent. Could like, you imagine this? <laughs> could you imagine that movie? So a shot, reverse shot, our oh. police are cowards. We're not so different, you or I. Could you imagine the applause that that line would get in a movie <laughs> if Stallone was saying it to Stallone? So good. Oh, man. They really didn't do themselves a favor with that. But anyway. Oh, my oh. God. Um. So their whole plan is now to escape. They want a bus. Uh, yes. The, the, the beret lady and Rutger Howard. A and jet and these, a bus. Yes. Right. Well, a mm-hmm. bus to a jet. And mm-hmm. then uh, he wants all these other people released. And I don't know. This is all going through Billy D. Williams for some reason. <laughs> He's the only guy on the line. Of course, Rucker Howard wants Sly to drive the getaway yes, bus. Yes, that bastard. And I yeah. wrote, Sly wires himself for some reason. Yeah, he gets, well, he puts that tape recorder on for that one line that he's going to play. One line? Because I was like, what are you recording? He already, he just kidnapped a bunch of people. Yeah. What incriminating comments are you going to get on this recording? It's, it's his plan, though. It's part of his big old plan. It's a plan. plan that makes no sense, yes. And again, Billy D, not very encouraging, is just like, you know what's going to happen. You're going to get on that bus and he's going to shoot you. <laughs> Billy D is like in full body armor, too. Yeah. He's standing there like, listen, when you need me, I guess I'm a sniper now, so I'll be up on the Yeah, building. I'll be ready. Don't worry about it. In case you play something and that woman terrorist gets all freaked out, don't worry. I'll shoot her right in the head. I'll get her right in the face. Something you couldn't so, do, partner. Something you couldn't do. Right? All well, you can do is wear a wire. When he pats you down, is he going to feel it? Nope. Oh, when he pats him down, it's sort of, it's so, um, it's a little aggressive. It's not only aggressive. So, okay. So, so they get the hostages off the tram and they're all kind of linked to each other. And there's this nervous hustle they make where the wolf gang <laughs> and the lady are looking up above, looking for somebody like what's going to happen. Um, and they finally get, I wish I, could say like a claim to fame was somebody an uncle was one of those extras that played the hostage in Nighthawks. That would be amazing, but I don't know. Wow, this is what you were thinking about <laughs> when you were watching. What I was thinking about was on the tram at one point when Rucker Howard t- says to that woman, "I like your hat a lot." I was like, "Is he going to put that hat on? <laughs> when is he putting that woman's white, black and so white good. striped hat on? He so never good. does. No. It's like when is that? No, he just wants, wants him to know he's kind of a down to earth guy, even though he's a terrorist, but." But when they finally do get to Stallone and he pats him down aggressively, as you said, flips him over and leans him against the bus, he says to him, whispers kind of all creepy, like, soon it is your time. Yes. Creepy. He does. He has his uh, his little saying um, when he's about to kill someone. He says they're going to a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says that to the uh, stewardess. Yeah. 
and he says it to uh, Stallone's quote-unquote wife, <laughs> I think. Maybe. I'm not sure exactly. And he says it earlier to his partner that he shoots. That is, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's who he says it to, his weird partner outside mm-hmm. the hippie party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. As we said, Stallone plays tape of Rutger Hauer, or is it the British guy? I thought it was the British guy talking about this woman. Whatever. But it's one line of them talking shit on her, and she freaks out about <laughs> she- it. And it throws their whole plan haywire. Tries to run. Billy D shoots her from a distance. Mm -hmm. Rucker Howard jumps in this bus, floors it into into the the Hudson River, Mm -hmm. I guess. Right into the river. But there's no body. There's no no body. They can't find him. And Stallone is like a dog sniffing the air. He's like, I know he's still alive. I like it how he looks at Billy D. He goes, where is he? And Billy D's like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know. I can't believe you're still alive. I gotta go put some Neosporin on my scar. I don't know, man. I thought you were gonna be killed twice today. (laughs) I can't believe you're not dead. Suddenly, Stallone gets a call because Mm -hmm. some other cops, uh, who knows, maybe they were in that room at the beginning in Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, interrogation, in the the training session. Mm -hmm. They find the secret bodega hideout. Oh, right. And they're like, oh, no, this dude had all this information on your ex-wife, I guess. And Stallone's like, oh, no. And he calls his wife twice. No answer. No. Mm -mm. But then we see her. Oh, she's making a sizzling stir fry in the kitchen. Well, first we see her walking home. Yeah. Walking home in a fur coat that I'm assuming she stole from work. (laughs) It looks crazy. You know she took that but there's from snow. Taylor. There's some snow falling so she needs to bundle up. It's a snowy night. Who knows? We don't know what day it is. Yeah. We, we did yeah, we not lost have, track. We haven't we're, had a we're date probably in, in January. 45 minutes. We're in January sometime, I assume. Yeah. And she's quick, makes quick. She's in like yeah. a long nightgown. So yep. she just gets home and changes right away and starts dinner. Oh, and like right I said, it's a sizzling a long nightgown. Yeah. Her long Flowing brown bionic woman hair. <laughs> and she's sashaying around the kitchen. Yeah. He what makes. Is the, what is with that uh, red glass that she has on the kitchen doors? Oh, yeah. That's she, just that for effect. Weird. Like, I was like, is she cooking in a dark room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's is she developing film while she <laughs> makes her stir fry? Really what's happening? No, he, his approach, I mean, man, does he sneak up on oh. her. I, I thought, because when he busts into, so she's got the, what is it? What's that lock called that you? Can, the chain lock? Yes. She yeah. has the lock on the door and the chain lock, and he gets the one lock open, and then so quietly but forcefully opens the, breaks through the chain lock. And the whole time I was thinking, if she had a dog, this wouldn't be an issue. Because the dog would be barking and yeah. That is why you should always get animals, people. Get animals. Yep. Pets are good for safety reasons. So Mm -hmm. he makes slow, steady, sweaty, because he's, again, very sweaty. He did just get out of the river, I think. Sure. He's just wet. Okay. And he is a little dirty, scruffed up. He's probably a little sweaty, too. but Yeah. Yeah. But so he's sneaking around her apartment, getting ready. Gets the knife slowly out of his pocket. And again, this personal vendetta against Sly makes no sense. Like, he had to look up where his wife was. And then he, I guess his thing was like, well, if my plan goes tits up, I can murder I'll just his murder wife. His wife. Like, That's how it's going to Hey, did you notice when he yeah. sneaks into the apartment in the mm-hmm. foyer area, I'll call it? 
there's a giant black and white picture of Stallone's face on the little no. table. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, when he first walks in and sneaks into the apartment, I guess it's to show that he Stallone once lived there. There's just a giant, it's like an eight by 10 of <laughs> Stallone's face in black and white. <laughs> Because, you know, show they still yeah. have feelings for each other. Do you think Stallone came in in that fur coat and was like, well, I'll just put this right here. Yeah, so uh, he knows. Just to remind her that we're still married, I guess, technically. I don't know, but it's pretty great. I was like, look at that. So, yeah, he he sneaks in and he's about to, to take this knife in his pocket and he rises his hand up and she's got her back turned and she's stirring the stir fry and... <laughs> He's going to stab her, and I'm waiting because there's an, the angle it takes is you could, the kitchen you could see from the doorway. So I'm thinking she's going to have a moment to struggle with him, and Stallone's going to bust in the door or finally make that, like, shot exactly. that he keeps missing. I'm, like, waiting for that. Oh, my God. Was I, I was waiting for everything, like I said, until, <laughs> until the bionic woman started to turn around. I went, no. <laughs> They're not going to do It was this. amazing. It was it was almost as good as the sleepaway camp reveal. It was so good. <laughs> it is the second best reveal we've ever had on this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! I him in the, in a nightgown with the hair and a beautiful and a wig is <laughs> crazy. Uh. A giant bushy beard. <laughs> <laughs> they they do have a moment and then what a what a shot man he like he shoots him like shoots him out the door like, yeah like <laughs> i was ready for one headshot boom the end oh my god you have me laughing i there are times where like on twitter or something people will bring up questions like if you could go back in time and mm-hmm. see something in the theater when it came out, what would it be? And my thought always has been sleepaway camp. There's part of me that I just want to hear the crowd erupt in <laughs> laughter at the end of this movie because I can't imagine there'd be any other response. I know. I know because it's so it, – it's just – It's wild. Yeah, it just it is throws wild. you. Visually, it just throws you. It really does. And it's uh, – but and then, then he's, he's gone. He's it's a Slow motion death. He falls literally out the door. <laughs> he really does go from the kitchen down a lengthy hallway through the door down the steps. <laughs> yep. And then, like you said, the last shot is just Stallone sitting next to his dead body on the stoop. He walks out and sits down. Mm-hmm. He took the wig off, but I kind of wanted him <laughs> I wanted to be him in too, the wig. I did too. I wish he did. But again, the bionic woman doesn't walk out, sit down next to him, comfort him or anything. We don't even see we Billy D. Williams come back we to don't say see you got any, him. No. I, again, I don't know if that was Stallone in a fur coat walking down. Like, I don't know what was I happening at the end of this movie. I, I don't know where the bionic woman is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on with their relationship. I It is... It's crazy. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. It's Nighthawks. It's Nighthawks. It's Nighthawks 1981, and I am so glad I saw this movie. Me too. I was not, I have to tell you, I wasn't really looking forward to it, because I was like, "Uh, police, Mm. action, Stallone, I kind of know what we're in for. And honestly, for a lot of it, I did. I do have to say that probably the middle part of this movie wasn't great. I was bored by a lot of it. But boy, you end a movie like this. I'm sorry, you've redeemed yourself for any stupid. I agree. 
any dumb, boring parts of this movie make it worthwhile when you get to that end? So what did good. You think? So good. No, I'm nodding. I'm nodding in enthusiastic agreement. I didn't know what to think. I will say that I, I visually, I just really do enjoy Stallone with the beard. So having a... He looked great. Yeah, having, having that uh, helped for the boring parts, I guess. But... Um, but yeah, I wish Billy D had a little more. Me to do too. In this movie. Me too. And even Lindsay Wagner, I wish that they gave them a little more. Just... I wish she had anything to do yeah. in this movie. But Billy D as well, like she could have played up a different. But it was clearly a vehicle for Stallone and his beard and his cross dressing, <laughs> and it's successful in that. So I, I, I am glad we watch it. And like I said, I am grateful every year for our slice giving. And this year is, is no, uh, is no, no different. Exception. Yep. No <clears throat> exception, no different. No. And I was ready to be like, Oh, and after this shoot em up fast, uh, you know, now, you know, next year we'll do something, I don't know, over the top or whatever. Cause it'll be, dumb goofy fun but boy this was dumb goofy fun yeah. and and i think we just have more of it coming up i'm excited i'm thrilled yeah. every sly movie is going to have touches if not start yeah. to finish bits of nonsense this air of goofiness yeah i agree i agree because i'm starting to realize like i mean at the end of this when i was reading about it and everybody was like yeah stallone basically directed this i was like what the hell is this guy doing like what is he doing he directed this and in a way it makes sense how all the other characters were kind of like pushed in the background yeah, like, yeah. yeah this is my movie yeah but also it's my movie I'm going to wear wigs. Yep. I'm going to wear dresses. I get to wear gowns. This yep. is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to see everything this guy does now. <laughs> Do you have a recommendation? Um, it was really because I enjoyed it so much, surprisingly so much. Um, it was hard to come up with a, um, you know, sometimes I get a little uh, off. It's not a movie necessarily that I recommended. Um, but I, I, do you know the story of Katie Stubblefield? No. She's the woman that had the face transplant. Like her. Was she the one who got her face ripped off by a gorilla or something? Ooh, no, but that's another one. No, she shot herself. A suicide oh attempt. My. And then she's the first successful, like, face transplant. And the youngest, I think, because she's only in her 20s. Um, okay. But uh, there's a short film from National Geographic about it. And it's a little bit disturbing because it is just disturbing. Like, literally, she had a face transplant. But it just reminded me, I guess, of this because of this surgery, the plastic surgery. I don't know why exactly. But my recommendation is to do some research on Katie Stubblefield, the woman with the uh, face transplant. Or maybe watch the documentary. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about just doing research. However you want to do it. However you don't want Don't make to. people do work. What are you doing? Also, the more I think about it, the more I wonder if uh, someone's face getting ripped off by a gorilla was like a joke in The Simpsons or something. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if that was real. So don't look into that either. That might be something to look into, though, if you're into the research base. If you're into just visuals, then just watch. There's a short documentary by National Geographic. But you must have, because okay. you always do, a very interesting recommendation. What is yours? I think I have an interesting recommendation. I haven't seen it since I was pretty young. It's a Rutger Hauer movie, and it's called oh. The Hitcher. Oh. From 1986. It's uh, where Rutger Hauer's a hitchhiker, and he's picked up by a young C. Thomas Howell, not in blackface. Oh, should be, should be good then. So 
he picks him up and uh, Rutger Hauer's super crazy and threatens his life. But oh. C. Thomas Howe gets away. Mm-hmm. But basically, through his road trip, he's constantly harassed by an insane Rucker Hauer who's basically just murdering anyone that C. Thomas Howe interacts with. Oh, my. Trip. It's super. As a kid, it was really scary. I can only imagine it's kind of goofy now. And I have to, like, put it in the log. Like, it's 86. Maybe we could watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. Put point. it in there. But it really scared me as a kid. Jennifer Jason Lee's in it. Um, yeah, I've been interested in watching it again because how is it? It was really, really scary when I saw it, but then I was like, well, it just sounds really goofy, so maybe it is. Maybe it is watching it as now. Yeah. Well, in case listeners, you were afraid that we had seen our last Billy D. Williams oh, movie. You're mm, wrong. You don't know what you're getting we in are Entering Billy D. Semper. That's correct. Now, we will only be watching two Billy D movies True. the way that our Fridays fall in December. But still, you know what? We already saw one Nighthawk. Yeah, you got a bonus. Yeah. So we are going to watch. We're going to start off. We're going to kick this off in two weeks with a movie called Fear City. Ooh. And I ripped this first line of the synopsis right off of IMDb because it was so good. A serial killer who is an expert in martial arts. <laughs> Is preying on strippers in Times Square. This is going to be a classy one, guys. So get Very ready. Classy. Tom Berenger is in it. How can it not be classy if Tom Berenger's in it? Oh, yeah. It's really tough because I was looking through the Billy Dee Williams movies and there's there aren't a whole lot where he's like top build. He's always yeah. like the sidekick cop or mm-hmm. like the... You know, Harrison Ford sidekick in the Star Wars movies. Like, there aren't a whole lot of movies where he is top build. So that will be in two weeks, everybody. Again, though, patrons will get a Christmas episode in two days. And they will also get another Christmas episode in 26 days, if I'm doing the math right. That's good math. Thanks. It's 24 plus two. I can do that. So everybody, again, join us in two weeks. Go find us on all the the Facebook, the Twitter, all that great stuff. We are there. Um, You know, so if you are looking for uh, random images of Angela from Sleepaway Camp, you can follow us on all of our social media (laughs) spots. We're fans. Continuously. We're fans. Uh, But follow us there. And again, see us. Tune us in. In two weeks. Until then, have a good two weeks. Happy Slice Giving. Oh, yeah, Happy Slice Giving. Eat a turkey without beer in it.
face. I thought you were having a a stroke. A stroke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's kind of how I want to go. A stroke doing this podcast. That'll no, be I hope that it's for a really good movie. Okay. Maybe when we do a Princess Bride. I don't know. All right. I don't. Mm. I mean, it would. I'd just rather. Be... I'd rather go out during Nighthawks than a Princess Bride. I think. <laughs> 